Welcome to the process. This will be episode number 15 with me, Colton Wright, and me, Carlos Hidalgo, who always has that beautiful smile on his face. So, my friend, take it away. Good evening, guys. Today, I've got a, I've got a question for, for Mr. Colty. He was telling me a story about detached leadership, and I told him to shut up. Stop talking. <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna go over this on the podcast, so it's a genuine conversation. So, Colty, go ahead. Start off with, or I guess a little bit. You told me go ahead and tell everyone, and then we're gonna go from there. So we haven't talked sure. about this. This is gonna be a For genuine sure. conversation. Yes, and I'm glad you stopped me, so it could be more of a, that genuine conversation. So, um, it, it was more of a situation that happened in my office recently. Uh, what what happened was there was a, a lot of things that I was getting narrowed in on. Um, so for instance, this one particular case was I was getting a lot of requests for certain stores to be able to go to. And what happened was even though I was getting so many requests, so many requests, so many requests, I started to get extremely <clears throat> frustrated. And uh, right now I'm in a very offensive position. So it's very easy for me to just tell people to kind of uh, screw off and go home and you don't have to work today. Um, so I, I started doing that. And, uh, <laughs> and what, what happened was I realized that I was overreacting to a situation. I got so pinpointed on one thing that I failed to have my conversations the right way. I failed to lead my people the right way. And so instead of continuing down that path for a day, what, okay, sorry, there were some uh, technical difficulties there. Gotta love expanding the internet. Um, but, uh, so anyway, what I was saying was we, I essentially, I'm getting a lot of people, just certain requests, petty requests. I don't want to go to this store. I don't want to go here. I don't want to go here. And I get, I got really frustrated and I started telling people, I'm like, look, if that's the case, just go home. I don't want you to work today. That's fine. You don't need to be here anyway if you don't want to go do these things. And I started to get really upset. And when, cause I started getting so upset, my natural tendency is to go and, um, kind of explode on the leaders because I expect better out of everyone else. And I knew that it would be uncalled for because the only person dealing with the negative was me. And even though I was the only one dealing with the negative, it's not my job to put that on my leaders as well. Um, so I actually had a leaders meeting scheduled for 10.05 is when we we're going to start the meeting. Um, instead of starting the meeting at 10.05, I actually went to my office by myself. I uh, completely detached from the entire situation. I uh, grabbed myself an energy drink, uh, sat down for five minutes, drank the energy drink, kind of just relaxed, regathered my thoughts. And then I re went back into the leaders meeting with a clearer head, right? Not near as mad. I had a very productive conversation and honestly, one of the best leaders meetings we had in a, uh, leaders meetings we had in a while because I just detached myself from the situation. And if I had not done that, I know I would have gone in guns blazing, just completely lit everyone up been completely unproductive, got nothing done. Um, so just one piece of advice for everyone out there, whenever you feel like you're getting a little emotional or hot headed, just detach yourself, go calm down for a little bit and then come back to the situation and lead your people the right way. That's awesome. And what, I guess one, where did you learn that, that to detach yourself from a situation? Cause most people don't, don't do that. It makes sense when you explain it, but where did you learn it? So, I feel like I, I learned a little bit throughout life, but the person that put it in perspective was definitely Jocko Willing. Um, Jocko wrote a book called Extreme Ownership. In that Extreme Ownership book, he talks about detached leadership. And what his reference that he does is whenever you're at war, you're looking down the barrel of a gun. If you're looking down the barrel of a gun, you naturally can only see what's directly in front of you. So if you actually just lift your head up and see what's going around, you're able to lead in a lot 
more efficient manner, a lot more aware manner to lead your people and lead your troops, your soldiers the right direction. So that's the person where I, where I, I got the term detached leadership. Um, but I feel like throughout life, I was, I, I've also learned that if I respond in an emotional way, or if I respond by becoming extremely angry, it doesn't ever turn out well. I've never had a great situation come from me being upset or angry. So from learning from my previous mistakes, I started, I just learned that, hey, I should probably go calm down before I respond to this current situation. Yeah. And I, I was thinking extreme ownership too. That's what I, what I figured. And, but I couldn't remember the story he told, but you just reminded me of that. He, I think he gives a story where everyone's looking down the barrel of a gun and no one's making a move and they're exactly. not sure what to do next. And then one guy pops his head up, looks around. And just makes a call because he detached himself from from the whole entire situation, and that ended up helping out the mission. I, and for context, I guess for the people listening, what he means is people are having store requests. Is is they're asking to go to particular stores for whatever particular reasoning. It can be a lot of frustrating when you got, you know, Colin's got like forty, fifty people that he's overseeing and trying to all place them in the in the right spot, and then they're coming up with random requests out of nowhere. Um, can definitely be super frustrating. How did you, how did you initiate the meeting with everyone? Because I'm assuming you got yeah. your, what was, what was, what was this, what was the end result? The end result was we've had so far, I mean, it was actually today. Um, so and the end result was, so today we're already at 28 lines for production. Um, so if you look at just the overall production, it's only three o'clock we're recording this and uh, we're already at 28 lines. So having an absolutely incredible day. So if you look at just strictly production based results, very good on the production side. If you look at just the reaction from the level, the top leaders that we had in that room, um, it was a. I think it was more respect to earn from that because I was able to display my frustration in a way and explain why. So what I did when I went to a meeting is I, I said, hey, um, so here's some great things. Here's where we're at. We are at 173 lines going into the week, absolutely crushing it, on track to be one of our best weeks ever. However, here's some of the negatives that I've seen. And I've seen this before in my past. And here's what can happen if we continue down this road. And here's how we need to change it. So I was able to say, boom, here's my experience. Here's my experience from the past. Here's what happened today. Let's make sure it doesn't happen again. So they able to be a, more, a lot better storyteller to get my point across. Because the better story you tell, the better you're going to get your point across. So a lot better storyteller. And I was able to communicate clear with my level threes and my upper, upper leaders in the office to make sure it doesn't happen again. Awesome. So you think you're going to get less people with the store requests? Uh, if, if not, none after today, for sure. It's going to be very, very minimal. Um, we, we made that very, very clear. Um, and it wasn't necessarily just being rude about it. It's just the fact of, hey, it, it's your job to be able to help serve at the same time. Like We're going to do whatever we can to put you in your best situation, and we know everyone's situation. Um, and because of that, we're going to do whatever we can to help you out. Are there going to be some days you have to drive more? Yes. Are there going to be some days that you have to go to an English-speaking store? Yes. I'm sorry. But you speak two languages, you can do both. Okay? I, there's, there's going to be those days that come. And if, as long as it's not every single day where you're putting in a bad situation, you should never have the victim mentality of, hey, damn, why am I here? No, he's putting me here because he has faith in me to actually produce in this store. He's putting me here so I can actually help grow and develop somebody else. And it's just changing the mentality and the mindset of what store I'm going to or what location I'm going to. Perfect. Yeah. So, and, and there's so many different examples that, that we can use of, use of detached leadership. Um, I'll give one. I see, I've seen Roth recently do it with, with administrative work. And I don't know if 
maybe this can help you or you can relate or you, or if you've talked to him about it, but he's, has he talked to you about all the systems and processes that he's implementing? Uh, he's talked to me about a couple, but not all of them, no. Okay. I mean, he's, he's, he's gotten it. So generally, historically, we've had our administrator send out the schedule, you know, right. do all the onboarding, you know, marking stuff on the calendar with, with applicants coming in. And he's made it so literally our, all the leaders, the reps in the office, they're handling second round interviews in our office, outside of this office. So for other offices, they're managing it on their own. They're managing the Zooms on their own. They're managing applicant stream on their own. They're doing the store lineup. They're all doing the schedule. Uh, they're doing all of the, wow. all of the, the onboarding. And it's not taking away from, from the Atmo and, and, and the majority of things that they, they, they generally have to do. And then our administrators, almost, we almost don't need an admin. Of course, we oh, find wow. that we're, we're, finding a, we're finding other things for him to do, but it's crazy to, to, to run an office with 100 plus people and you don't need an administrator because what was keeping us from doing that was that we were also in, involved in the weeds of, of the situation. And he kind of detached himself, slowed down and said, how can I, how can I be more efficient with, with all of this and, and be more productive with all of this? And he took the time to, to slow down and just create some systems and processes that properly educate and empower the leaders to do everything. And it's really cool to watch because I've seen him like start it, kind of do it. And then I'm implementing it and I'm watching it happen. I'm like, holy crap. Uh, this is really cool. Really, really I, cool to see. That's incredible. I want you to, for, for any of y'all that don't understand our business, I want you to understand these people have probably been in the business maybe one, two, max three months, right? Like max three months. And they're already doing interviews, onboarding people, schedules, and store lineups. Um, that's just, just imagine that. Um, it's, a, it's an incredible feat to be able to attach. I can't even imagine doing that and how much easier my life would be if, when I start to implement those systems and processes as well. Yeah, there's, for me, I, I remember not wanting to have like a, and I've talked to you about it, how I, I, don't, I don't want to make a sales board on my own. <laughs> right. Uh, and, but for, for energy, we don't have an automated one, like for, for EDM. We had a sales board created, and now there's multiple people in the office that, that can do the sales board. And I always thought it would take forever to teach people, and it's just been crazy how if you can detach yourself from the whole entire situation, slow down to properly teach and train people how much it is that you can get people, people to do or how much it is you can educate people and how much more yeah, as a whole everyone can, everyone can get accomplished. For sure. You're just able to see the bigger picture. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, guys, uh, hopefully that, that, that kind of makes sense. I don't know if there's any other examples that you can think of the moment, Colton, for, for some form of detached, detached leadership. Actually, I have a question. Go ahead. Because I'm trying to figure it out. I've been trying to figure it out right now in my head. Because sometimes when you're detaching yourself and you're not in the weeds of things, you are no longer being the example. Yeah. So when do you go, when do, when do you... When do you stop being the example? Do you get what I'm saying? No, I, I get what you're saying. Leading from the front, essentially, and being the example. Yeah, because re do you remember Frank Espinosa? 
I don't. I do not. I do not. He's the guy. He's the guy that helped build um, wireless advocates, expand all mm-hmm. the Costco's in the country. And he came in, and in, in, we hired him on as a consultant. Oh, okay. And I remember yeah. he, came, he, he, came, he came into our office and he talked to us about how we're not detached enough from the situation to be able to really see everything happening and really see how we can move the needle forward in our business. And he talked to us about how we just need to take a step back and be able to look at everything as a whole because we're going straight to the field right after Atmo. The majority of us, right. only one of us was staying back to do interviews. The rest of us had to go staff stores, just the way things worked out at the time. Um, and that was the advice that he gave us is you guys need to, take a step back from the field and be able to see everything to see what it is that you need to, to improve on and to be able to move forward, which ended up helping out a lot. It was a great, great advice. I guess I'm just trying to figure out like, in, when do you know when it's a good time to step back? To I don't know if you know, be... I don't know if you know when it's a good time. Like it just, it, you'll kind of get the feel for it as you go. But I would say as how, you know, you can actually detach yourself is whenever you can provide better value by doing other things than you would be by doing the things you're not leaning from the front for anymore. So for instance, look at Raft. He provides more value by having critical conversations, helping with the recruiting process than he does by going to the field. He'd be taking away from his organization if he went to the field. So I think whenever you can replace your value by doing a different task at a higher rate, that's whenever you can detach yourself from the situation. Maybe be a great answer. Or another one is whenever your people still see that you're working as hard as them, just in a different way. Because I feel like people lose respect from you because they don't feel like you're working. Like if you if they know you're working your ass off, but they're just working your ass off in a different way, then they're still going to respect you. But if they think that you have your feet up on your desk every single day and you're just not working at all, that's when you start to lose the respect. Makes sense. So D, that would be my answer. Start, start, start to detach yourself once you've. You've realized if you can detach yourself from that, and, and detaching, I guess it's, it's different depending on the situation. Like there wasn't an example detachment in, in the meeting that he had to run this morning. Um, but you can detach yourself from the front lines, leading from the front. Once you feel you can provide more value if you do detach yourself. So I guess you have to look at, do I have enough people in, in, in the front lines doing the job the right way in order for me to be able to afford to detach myself? and then. The second thing you kind of said is you have to make sure that you're detaching yourself. You're, you're, you're no longer being that example on the front lines and you're doing something more productive, something exactly. that has more value than that. You're adding value somewhere else because we've definitely screwed up where we've hired help, hired administrators, and then we're not, they're, they're alleviating our time and they're doing stuff for us, but we're not doing anything extra with that time. Exactly. And, if and you're just going home and sleeping. <laughs> If you're just going home and sleeping with the extra time you have, you're going to lose your respect. You're going to lose your people eventually. Yeah. And like recently I've, I've been in the office every single day till like six or seven. <sighs> and, and there, there was definitely a time where I was leaving like 1230, one o'clock. <laughs> okay. Right. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to say that, but you know, I, then I got, I realized I was stuck for a little bit. Was it moving on? And I was like, Oh, you know where I've gone wrong or other people have pointed out. I replaced a lot of the things that I was doing, but 
but I didn't fill that time back up. So my time isn't really being more valuable. Like I need to go in and, and find stuff to do to keep moving the needle forward. Otherwise I haven't, otherwise it's just pointless help that I'm getting. Exactly. Exactly. One of my favorite feelings is whenever a rep calls me and they're struggling in the field and they're working at like seven thirty, eight 8 o'clock and I answer and like, Oh wait, you're still in the office. And I can hear that like little bit of like shock in their, in their voice. Cause just to show that, Hey, I'm working just as hard as you in a different way. Um, so I, I think that's, in my opinion, I, I think that's the two best ways you can attach yourself and, and go to the next level. I think Raph, that's a great job of that. I think you do a great job of it now. Uh, obviously, you weren't whenever you're going at, at one o'clock, but I do a great job of it right now. Uh, so, but, um, hey, yeah. don't, don't be that person, okay? Don't be that person. If there's one thing I did good at that I'll give myself credit for is when I was being lazy, I was honest about it because I, I love that whole die shall not fool with thyself. Oh, okay. 100%. A lot of people, a lot of people lie to themselves and like they do, they get the help so that they can leave early in the day, but they're fucking lying to themselves and thinking they're being productive. Yeah. 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 I'm text. I'm texting my reps. I'm calling them randomly throughout the day. Motherfucker. There is something a little bit more you could be doing. <laughs> like <laughs> find something a little bit more that, that you could be doing. But if you're in, if your days are ending early. And you're listening to this podcast, I can almost guarantee you, you should not be doing that. hundred percent. I, I guarantee it. Um, the, yeah. the and also, that don't lie that. to your reps either. Whenever they, they see right through that shit, right? And they're like, if you're like, oh yeah, I'm still in the office. You're at the fucking pool chilling. Like they can, they can hear that. All right. And like, don't, don't lie to your reps, right? Tell them the truth. I'm at the pool tanning and you're working in the field, making money for me. Get excited. Right. <laughs> like whatever but don't don't lie to your people either yes but most of us are not in a situation where we should be taking the time off unless you know you've reached your goal you know what it is that you want in life and, and you're there and that's what you want to do is just run a local office and work a handful of hours and whatever all power to you but um eventually that's gonna die out you're gonna you're gonna get depressed because <clears throat> you 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 don't have a purpose anymore and you just you just you feel like you need to be accomplishing more Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know how we got into that. I don't know how we got into that tangent, but uh, I don't know. I feel like that was better than the first half. (laughs) (laughs) Demand for more, ask for more, but you got to do more. Amen. Amen. In some way, shape, or form, do fucking do fucking more. Some people are stuck at making 40, 50, 60 grand a month. And I don't understand how they're okay with it. I, yeah. I don't understand how they're I don't understand how they're good with it. But like I get it. You get the I mean, I guess you know, I can't say I don't understand because I've been complacent. Um and I've been done with my day early, but like it only it only took a couple months months of that happening to, for it to hit me in the face like this can't be it right this can't there's no way i've fucking made it there's no way that i'm done grinding it out like i gotta 100%. do more 100 percent. so hopefully you guys take something away from that hopefully that was helpful love you guys we will see you guys on on the next episode